Well, 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 here we are again to another episode. Just done. My name's David. Welcome back. Welcome back. So, basketball is back again. You know, we got some preseason games already being played, and there's people lining up just to see, you know, these rookies and what they're made of. You know, before the season starts, you know, this is the perfect time to make bets and certain predictions on what's going to happen once the season starts on the 22nd, I believe. I mean, I got, I mean, I already got my rookie of the year picked. And, I mean, there's some teams, you know, I believe they're going to make the playoffs. But, you know, we'll get to that portion, you know, we'll get to that portion. But, you know, it's kind of crazy, you know, time flies. Like, dude, like, you know, basketball ended and, you know, it just happened to appear again. And, you know, here we are, you know, with some interesting circumstances this year. So hopefully, uh, you know, with the whole no fans thing, it's, you know, it's whatever, you know, I'm, I'm just here for some basketball. So I think the first, you know, first bet I want to pick is, you know, the Phoenix Suns, you know. You know, for me, my prediction, I believe the Phoenix Suns will now make the playoffs. I mean, last year, I had originally thought they were going to make the AFC in a way where it's like, dude, you can kind of see the talent of the, you know, the Suns and with their upcoming, right? I mean, with, you know, Monty Williams on the head coach and you see the progression of DeAndre Ayton, you know, obviously Devin Booker's all-time, um, you know, Mikael Bridges, um, who they got, they got Oubre too and stuff. So I'm like, you know, they got some talent. I think they, they can possibly make it the eighth seed and they were on the run. Right in the first couple of games, I think they were like, weren't weren't they like seven and two? It was some, it was something like they were on a winning streak, and everyone was like, "Whoa, you know, like, you know, obviously this is like where, where you know the sun's starting off hot, and you know these teams are just you know getting to rhythm basically. I mean, they just beat, they beat the Clippers earlier on, and Clippers were the uh, contending team, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, all right, you know, you know that's a good win, but you know we gotta give them some more time and." You know, obviously their playoff chances just dip dramatically because you know Judge Aiden got popped with the uh, drug test, and you know, you know the whole drug testing in the NBA. I mean, the NBA is like the most laxed drug testing league. Like, I'm just surprised that he even got popped. Right? Maybe they're trying to use him as a uh, example because. The people who really got popped are basically like the guys are on like tanking teams or like teams that they that the league doesn't really care. Like you don't really see like I don't know. Let's use example. Let's say like like I don't know like Giannis. Like you would never see Giannis pop for like you know kind of doping tests like this, right? It's usually like the team that they're they're just trying to get the illusion where it's like oh you know. Yeah, we're still testing. This is a clean league. You know, we're still, you know, doing random tests and whatnot. You know, stuff like that. It's the illusion. But, you know, the NBA is usually the, mo- it's the most laxed, like, test, I believe. I don't even think they test for, like, like TRT or, like, whatever. It's like, I'm pretty sure, like, Chris Paul, like, 
previously when he was president, he like denied like you know he put that as, as not a list on the list of testing. He he declined to put that on the, on the list. So something on that portion. But anyways, you know, you know, I'm pretty high on the Phoenix Suns. I mean, you know, just just from watching the bubble play, I mean, they they are great. They're looking really good, really good. I mean, Devin Booker put up a great performance. And, you know, Phoenix Suns ended up 8-0. They were looking pretty good. You know, Cam Cameron Payne, like, actually looks like a like a decent point guard. I mean, dude, like, I don't know what's going on with, uh, you know, the Phoenix Suns development team. But to, for them to make Cameron Payne to a... You know, serviceable point guard is just tremendous because Cameron Payne sucks, right? I mean, his tenure of the OKC Thunder with the Bulls, like he had ample opportunity in the Bulls. He he did he was not good whatsoever. So he gets his chance at the Suns. You know, boom, like he's he's looking great, right? Now you know with the addition of Chris Paul coming in now, they got rid of Kelly Oubre. I mean, you know, you're thinking of. Uh, like, you know, making up for Kelly Oubre's, you know, impact, right? I mean, you got, you're, you're invested in Mikael Bridges, you know, you're invested in Cam Johnson. So I think, you know, it should be too big of a hit, but now you have the leadership of CP3 and whatnot. So now, you know, you're banking on, you know, DeAndre Ayton taking a major leap now in his third, I believe it's his third season, right? You're you're making it seem like you know he's gonna take a major leap, right? And I think he is. You know, I'm pretty high on DeAndre Ayton. I mean, you know, he can get certain players of that drive can get kind of lost, you know, with the uh, you know Luca Magic hype, with the you know Trey Young you know hype. They forget, you know, DeAndre Ayton, you know Marvin Bagley, and you know another players in that draft. So they're they're just thinking those two players. Right, and rightfully so, you know, Luca and Trey are all stars. But, you know, I think, you know, DeAndre Ayton's been quietly averaging like double doubles in his time with the Phoenix Suns. I mean, this dude's putting up like 18 and 10. I mean, you would you're expecting him now to like put up 20 and 10, right? Just to take a massive leap now with, you know, with the ease of, you know, CP three, you know, guiding the young young guns again. I mean, I'm I'm just assuming OKC is not gonna make the playoffs now because you know they just traded you know Schroeder, they just traded CP3, right? I mean, it's basically you know, get, you know Shai Gilgeous Alexander's you know team now, where we'll see what he's made of now because you know he's the guy there with him. I don't know Darius Baisley. I mean, who else is like really there in the the OKC Thunder anymore? I mean, Gallinari's gone. I mean, we're, it's, it look, it's looking like a kind of like a tank show right now. What you originally thought the last year's OKC team was going to be. But, you know, with the impact of CP3 on those guys, and, you know, Dennis Schroeder having his best season in his career, like it, Gallinari, it just get, you know, ampled up, ampled up into like a playoff team, right? I mean, weren't they seventh? It was like some, some portion of that. I mean, people were surprised that OKC made the... Playoffs and now, 
you have the expectation of the Suns now. I mean, with the eight and Suns, the Bubble Suns, and now addition of CP3, who, you know, still an all-star caliber player, right? You're you're assuming Devin, Devin Booker is probably going to make the all-star team now because you can't make that excuse of him, you know, oh, but he's not, you know, on the, on the uh, what? His team's on the playoff trajectory and whatnot, whatever. It's right. It's a little bit harder to make the All Star in the in the the West, but now you're kind of assuming, like you know, Phoenix Suns locking the uh, playoff spot, and, and he should be making the All Star team. So that's, I mean, that's my expectation. But there's no All Star game this you know season, obviously because of the you know pandemic. But I think the uh, Phoenix Suns should be able to make the All Star team. I mean, I'm I'm pretty high overall on, on the Suns team. They got a lot of talent. They got a good coach, Monty Williams. I mean, Monty Williams got a bad rap, I guess. And the Pelicans. I mean, they made the playoffs with Monty Williams, and then they fired him for uh, Alvin Gentry. So I mean, you know, sucks for him. And obviously, he had to take some time off for his his own personal ish, ish, reasons. So now that he's back, I mean, the Phoenix Suns looking pretty uh, up and up, right? I mean, you know, Robert Sarver is like, you know, cheap-ass owner who just won't spend any money to improve his team whatsoever. Now he's uh, he's willing to take some risks. I don't know if it's because of, you know, what's his face? You know, James Jones at the GM now, and he sees that there's a... Uh, there's things the things that are up and up, so it's more likely to spend certain stuff. I don't know. I don't know what's uh having the change of heart, but you know, Phoenix Suns uh should be uh should be touted as like one of the uh you know probably the dangerous teams in the the West to face. I mean now you already know what Devin Booker's capable of, you know, in CP three and now you know, I'm just expecting DeAndre Ayton to, you know, not, you know, pop again for the drug test. Because, you know, and when he was gone, the Phoenix has lost a bunch of games, right? And he came back. Yeah, he was helping, you know, mitigate the losses. But, you know, it was kind of like, in a way, kind of like too late. Like, you, you lost too much games because, you know, 18 and 10 is like taken away. And, you know, who were they, who were they starting like what Aaron Baines? I mean, who else were they starting? Was it uh? Did they have Frank the Tank, Frank Kaminsky? Maybe. I don't know, but they were starting like random, you know, centers. Obviously, you know, it's a little bit hard to replace DeAndre Ayton's, you know, contributions, right? So, you know, with him now having a full season, averaging like twenty and ten, you know, you you're expecting like, dude, these Suns are on the come up, right? I'm just glad, you know, because, you know, Phoenix Suns, they've been trash for a long time, right? And it was basically Devin Booker's show. So, you know, hopefully now they're set to, you know, make the playoffs and then just continue their run of basically getting further and further, right? I mean, you would want that for Devin Booker. I mean, Devin Booker's great, great player, dude. Great player, right? So... Congrats to the Phoenix Suns fans, right? Who's been basically just watching their team just slowly bleed out, bleed out. 
to tank and now's the chance to see the end goal you know so we'll see how the how far these phoenix suns go you know another bet that i was thinking of is is the rookie of the year right i mean i i think the rookie of the year will probably won it will be won by you know killian hayes and i mean just think about it right you know the top three picks of well, Anthony Edwards, right? He's gonna have he's share the ball with Malik Beasley, you know, D'Angelo Russell. He's a share of Car Anthony Towns, right? Yeah, he doesn't really have that much ample opportunity. I mean, unless he could uh, just ISO his way out. I mean, you know, I mean, he he had a pretty bad game, seems like in preseason. But it looks like the entire Wolves team just had a bad game, right? So. So he was just out there, you know, pulling up from three and whatnot. Then you got number two, James Wiseman. I don't really expect James Wiseman to win Rookie of the Year. Obviously, he's on the, the Warriors, right? I mean, there's too many, too, too many, you know, mouths to feed. I don't think he's even starting, right? It's either a competition between him or Marquise Chris. And Marquise Chris wants to be the starting center, right? So we don't really know how, you know, James Wiseman's going to use. I mean, he just... He's had, you know, the uh, positive testing of the coronavirus. And, you know, he's missing out some practices and stuff. And, you know, missing out preseason. I mean, so that's pretty big, right? I mean, these rookies really need to play to see where they're where they're at currently, right? You got LaMelo Ball. Yeah, I mean, it looks like he's, uh, he's coming off the bench, right? He's, he, I mean, you know, you got Scary Terry on the team. Gordon Hayward. Devontae Graham. Yeah, I mean, who else? You know, Malik Monk. I mean, there's a bunch of guard plays where, uh, guard rotations where he's uh, not really getting as much ample opportunity compared to others as well. I'm just going through, it's going through the list. You know, Patrick Williams, Patrick Williams is not really at that level where it's it's gonna be, you know, his dramatic impacts that come. I mean, he's like what the youngest rookie, I believe, it's either that or someone else, right? And He's dealing with Zach Levine, Kobe White, Laurie Markkinen, Otto Porter Jr. I mean, not really looking, you know, rookie of the year kind of uh, opportunity. I mean, number five, who's in the center for the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, scratch that out, Clint Capella. Number six, was it due for the Cavs, I believe. I mean, you got Darius Garland, you got, you know, Colin Sexton. Kevin Porter Jr. I mean, a bunch of guards, right? Those dudes don't pass either way, so you ain't getting the you ain't getting the ball. <laughs> then there's Killian Hayes, ample opportunity, just ample opportunity. I mean, yeah, this dude had a lot of professional international play of him as the starting point guard, so you know he has experience running the point already in a very competitive uh, league. He, uh, you know, Derrick Rose has obviously said that, you know, it's his starting position. I'm just here to, you know, mentor him and play the backup. So Derrick Rose is already deferring to him, right? I mean, the, the Detroit Pistons need a lot, a lot of talent. A lot of talent. I mean, they got Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin gets injured basically every every season. So it's like he's he's the question mark. 
I mean, they got what? Seiku? Seiku? So, you know, the keys to the offense are really on Killing Hayes. You know, he has all the opportunity. You know, we'll see what Killing Hayes is made out of. I mean, a lot of people are saying that he might, he plays kind of similar to that D'Angelo Russell kind of play, you know, left handed guard. Kind of like slow, you know, kind of cerebral play. Kind of a mixture of, I don't know, D'Angelo Russell, kind of James Harden kind of play, where they're kind of like moving in slow motion, but at the same time, they're like, they're moving really precise and they, they, they get their moves out to kind of be more like kind of like swifty kind of tricky kind of player right i mean that's basically what what killing Hayes is and you know hopefully hopefully the uh pistons got their uh, franchise player right moving on to like what obi toppin he'll get some ample opportunity but i mean when you play with the uh human babe Beyblade, you know, like Julius Randle, you know, spin a Rooney all the time. Every time to the goddamn court. Like, like these these dudes do not pass the ball, right? I mean, he's dealing with, uh, dealing with freaking RJ, he's dealing with Alfred Payton. Like, who knows? But, I mean, he, he looked pretty solid in his preseason debut. Right, I mean, we'll see what Tibbs does with the, with the Knicks, but I mean, obviously, he has somewhat of an ample opportunity as well. But it's just how how willing of a passer like are these Knicks players, right? Because last year these dudes were just playing for stat, like these guys don't care, like in their situation whatsoever. They just didn't they didn't care, and it showed in their in their play. I mean, they just they just sucked. Right, so I mean that's that's why you know I believe you know, Killing Hayes is probably the, just the front runner for winning Rookie of the Year. Just amp opportunity, everything. I mean, he can, he's allowed to make mistakes. He's allowed to do whatever he wants, basically. Right now, right compared to the other rookies. I mean, I mean, just think about it. who are who, who are the rookies that have the most amp opportunities. I might I might be missing you know, the rookie list, but. There is no other rookies that I believe, or that I can think of right now, that has as much ample opportunity as Killing Hayes. He's like, basically, just here you go. Let's see what you're made out of, Rook, right? I mean, you know, the Spurs guy, I mean, he, he's going to fit in the system, right? I mean, he's playing with a bunch of other players as well. I mean, you can't really think of any as of right now. I mean, I may be wrong. Some other players might be having uh, some ample opportunities, but uh, like I said, I, I feel like you know, if Killian Hayes, with his international experience and whatnot, I think it would be more of an easier transition to the NBA. And you, we'll see what he's made of. I'm pretty high on Killian Hayes. I think he'll be an All Star in the future, and I mean, he has the opportunity right now to show what he's made of, basically. So. Good luck to all these rookies. I'm just hoping to possibly get some rookie cars so these dudes can make me some fucking money, right? That's the goal. So these guys, these guys better, better show out, right? You know, I'm pretty high on Killing Hayes, so, you know, good luck.
good luck to uh, all the rookies. And good luck to the Detroit Pistons. You know, hopefully they got their guy right. You know, the next bet of the 2021 season, right? The next bet I think is going to happen is I think the Clippers, right? The Clippers are going to make the Western Conference Finals, right? Now you're probably thinking, like, like, dude, didn't the Clippers get worse in the offseason, right? And the Clippers are basically cursed. So they will never, you know, make it out of the second round. Well, I'm here to tell you that I'm betting on Clippers uh, make it to the Western Conference Finals. And the reason why is I actually think they maybe improve their their team, right? And you're probably thinking, like, dude, like, how did they improve their team? I mean, they just lost Montrez Harrell, their sixth man of the year, right? Player, they lost, you know, some depth, you know, Jermichael Green and, and some other, other guys, right? Uh, I think, you know, you know, like deep down, they actually improved their team because, you know, Serge Ibaka, I believe, is better than, you know, Montrezl Harrow. Um, I believe Luke Kennard is an underrated pickup. I mean, Luke Kennard was, he was balling out in, for the Detroit Pistons. But people don't really care because the Detroit Pistons, like, weren't really that good. Right? So, I mean, he was putting up, like, some, some good stats. I think he's better than Landry Shamit. So, with the addition of him... It's going to be, let's see, I mean, who, who's even the starting point guard, right? It's going to be Patrick Beverly. It's going to be, you know, Kawhi, Paul George. Who's the four? Well, uh, the Morris Twins and then there, Serge. And that's that's their goal, right? So, Luke Kernard coming off the bench. Uh, Lou Williams is still there. I mean, I think, I still think they need Trey Lou Williams. I mean, Lou Williams is a... Uh, He's a great, you know, he's a great score off the bench, but I mean that's just basically it. Right? I mean he's always negative, like, you know, plus and minus always negative in the playoffs. He always gets exposed in the playoffs. So it's uh usually, you know, people just ship him off to like another team and they once they ship him off, they dramatically approve. So So what's that to say there, right? I mean, you know, the Clippers, rightfully so, they got like super cocky. Right, thinking that, you know, with Kawhi and Paul George, they got it in the bag, right? I mean, there's that time where they were talking about, you know, hey, we might get booed in their own in their own parade. Like, dude, y'all, y'all didn't even do shit yet. So I don't know why you're talking like that, right? So, I mean, they probably, they probably were thinking like, dude, like easy, easy. You know, LeBron James and Anthony Davis are easy. Like, we, we got this. You know, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And we got two six-men-of-the-year candidates, right? Which is ironic. Which ironically is, you know, you know, Montrez Harrell doesn't really play defense, right? Doesn't really play defense. All he does is really score. I mean, he's not really... Um, I mean, he'll get your rebounds, but it's not really a kind of kind of a great rebounder, right? I mean, he's he's solid, but I mean, I I've seen like games where he just doesn't box out whatsoever, so he was getting out rebound. So it seems like this guy's motive is just to score, 
all the time, and that's how he got the six man of the year, right? Six man of the year was like nineteen and seven. I mean, I, I thought that he shouldn't have won six man of the year. It should have been Dennis Schroeder. So now there's an interest dynamic of now Dennis Schroeder and you know Montrez Harrell on the uh, Lakers. So we'll see how those guys come in six. There was is it gonna be another Lou Will? Kind of Montrose Harris situation where those guys are averaging like 19 points and stuff and whatnot. Because the Clippers, right, they have like four players averaging like over 18 or something like that, right? And, you know, that's why like the ex- expectations, like, okay, so if you have this much offense, then, right, it shouldn't be, you know, an issue because your main your main attribute of the team should be defense, right? You got two elite wing players, and their defense was not good whatsoever in the uh, last season. Like, their defense was such a disappointment, and obviously the reason can be contributed to, you know, chemistry issues and whatnot, because those guys are just injured throughout the season, right? Patrick Beverly was injured. I mean, Kawhi, you know, he had some issues with his injuries, Paul George is like, eh, you know, whatever. He got injured. Something about his shoulder. I don't know if that's an excuse. I mean, I can't tell Paul George sometimes. Paul George seems like he's a good, you know, second role, like a secondary player to have, right? He has all the skills and attributes, you know, great wing length. He can shoot the three and whatnot. Great handles, like everything. He just like... He's had some consistency issues, right? But, you know, if with it all season, Paul George just looked kind of like a little bitch. I mean, not going to lie. Like, Paul George just deflecting blame and blame again. Like, like you know, hey, you know, Doc had uh, had me, you know, basically just stand in the corner and shoot threes, and that's not my game, right? Like, he's deflecting blame whatsoever. Like, he went from, like, yeah, we got a championship caliber team to later on after they blow blew that 3-1 lead. Like, oh, like, we didn't, this was not really a championship or bust, you know, season. Which is a horrible thing to say, right? I mean, dude, if you're Steve Ballmer and you traded everything, you mortgage your future for Paul George, right? And this dude said, like, hey, like, this wasn't really a championship or bust season, like, that's basically like a slap to the face of the owner. Like, dude, I literally traded all my picks for you, right, to win a championship. Why the fuck are you saying this is not a championship or bust season? So, you know, there's that. You know, Paul George just signed a max deal. You know, good for the Clippers, right? Because if they didn't sign Paul George or Kawhi, they were going to be fucked. Like, they just mortgaged their their future. And they, they're going to, there's going to be some dark times for the Clippers again, right? Because the Clippers have been bad for a very long time. They are really some dark times for the Clippers. Like, you know, what's his, what's his face? No, Sterling era, right? You know, where they had, where they had like some super trash seasons. And this is with Corey Maggette. This is with Elton Brand. You know, all of candy. I mean, who else did they have? They had, like, Chris Kamen. I mean, dude, like, the Clippers have seen some bad 
bad times. Like it's 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 like some dark times. It's pretty sad, right? I mean, the Clippers. Like these new Clipper fans don't even know. Like it's mostly Clipper fans. They just love City fans, but there's Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. They haven't seen the old old you know Clippers. You know, with like Lamar Odom, with like uh you know Casino Mobley. And those guys like. Those Clipper teams was trash. And obviously, you know, a lot of that can be contribute to injuries. I mean, obviously, you know, Sean Livingston, you know, busted up his knee real bad. So they he was looking pretty good for the Clippers. And then, you know, after that, he like, Sean Livingston had a period of time where it's like, dude, will this guy ever play in the NBA ever again? Like, it was that bad. And then he has resurgence in, like, the Brooklyn Nets, and then he signs with the Warriors and, you know, basically wins chips, right? So, the Clippers, I'm thinking they do make the Western Conference Finals. I mean, Luke Kennard is way better. I think he's just way better than Landry Sham. And Landry Sham in the playoffs, like, just the bubble playoffs, like, they, he didn't look good whatsoever, right? I mean, Landry Sham it was like not hitting open shots and I mean the Clippers are just really lacking um a lot of playmaking ability. I mean they get they still got Reggie I believe. I mean I'm feeling that I'm feeling that there's gonna be some buyout candidates this year, so you know, we'll see how the hell it mitigates the Clippers troubles, but you know, I think I still think deep down they improve their team. I mean, we'll see. I mean, first of all, the Western Conference Finals, I believe, should be the Lakers against the Clippers again, right? That's the that's the prediction again. But now it's up to the Clippers to make it up because you know, after blowing a three one lead, I still am a firm believer that you know, the Clippers should have you know blown up that team and just kept Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard. Or possibly trade Paul George because, like, after blowing a three-one lead, you really need to, uh, you really need to uh, fix that team because one, because once you blow a team, blow once you blow a three-one lead, like, you're basically never the same after again. I mean, the the, the morale is low and whatnot. You know, the mind games and stuff. It's uh, it gets kind of like, kind of an issue where it needs to be fixed. I mean, just think about it. Like, every team that's blown 3-1 leads, like, the teams are usually get blown up, right? I mean, just think about the, uh, the Warriors that got, uh, they blew a 3-1 lead. Like, like all their depth and players that they, that contribute to their last season's championship, they're gone, you know, right? Kevin Durant takes their place. Whole team dynamic shifts. With Kevin Durant, who's the other last like three one team, right? You got the I the only thing on top of my head is the two thousand six Lakers. Like, you know, Kobe blew a three one lead, right? But sure you can give him a kind of a pass in a way, but you can, you really can because he was a three he had a three one lead. So that whole Laker team got blown up like a year later and then they became championship contenders, right? So you really need to fix the team morale and, you know, and everything. Just have a new team identity, right? 
So I, I'm not really a fan of the Ty Lue signing. You know, I'm I'm pretty okay on the Billups. I think Billups sh- should have gotten a chance like elsewhere, but you know, whatever is right. They should bring back that Billups, you know, entrance, right? You know, but 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 Billups. So you know, expectations of the Clippers. It should be championship or bust. I mean, it's just it's just that simple, right? Like you have two all stars. You have enough pieces to make a run for the West, right? So, you know, I'm expecting Clippers to make it to the Western Conference. But if they don't, then basically, you know, they're done, right? I mean, this was either it was either last year or it's gonna be this year, right? Their their time is limited. So, you know, good luck to them, right? But if they really don't make it to the past the second round, they really curse, right? They ain't nothing you can do about it, right? Just move the team, move the team out of there to out of Staples. Maybe it's the Staples Arena. I don't know. They got a new arena like Inglewood or whatever. Move the team, right? You're cursed. You can't do shit anymore with that. And that's basically about it. I mean, yeah, preseason starting. I mean, you see certain players. You see certain players, you know. You know, try random shit. I mean, you see Patrick Bell just shooting shit, right? He's just, they're just all just messing around. I mean, just preseason, right? They don't really care. I mean, you got Anthony Edwards just chucking it. I mean, just try to just shoot as many shots as you can. I mean, these these stats don't like, don't really matter either way. Slayers that. I mean, I mean, other than that, I'm I'm just glad, glad the NBA is back again. I mean, it's pretty interesting, you know. You see the NBA social social justice messaging. It's uh, it's gone. I mean, obviously, Adam Silver gonna said like, oh, like. It had nothing to do with Black Lives Matter and whatnot. Dude, you're a liar. You goddamn liar. Like, he would never admit that he, those uh, SJW messaging was uh, the reason for the viewership. So we'll see how it happens and how the viewership, if it drops or not. But there might be a lot of resting this season. I mean, dude, I mean, with the whole layoff, of you know playoff teams that just played recently and now they're uh they're, they're playing again. They had like a their off seems like two months, two three months or whatever, maybe probably two months. So now they're starting again. Like it's uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how it goes. You know I'm still waiting for the uh, December twenty twenty finale and hopefully uh hopefully it's uh interesting i mean you got some monoliths ha- appearing out of nowhere right now get the israeli dude confirming aliens exist and that trump knows it like dude i'm waiting what's gonna happen right what's gonna happen you know, I mean, starting off a bang so far. You know, Man on the Moon 3, banger. You got 
you got to play Bacardi still not dropping, right? So now you got your Mario Judah dropping a whole lot of red. You should just drop everything. Dude, he really is doing barter six. Like what Young Thug did to Lil Wayne. <laughs> it is interesting times right now. Interesting times right now. I think we're in a shutdown again for California, but ah, <sighs> these dudes, these dudes don't care. I mean, you think about it, you know, these politicians. They know more about the uh, virus than what they're letting on from the public. And yet these dudes are still partying, but, you know, I don't know if it's an illusion or, you know, kind of a social engineering, but whatever, bro. But, you know, whoever's listening, I just want to say thank you for listening. You can, you know, give, give the episode a follow. You know, follow me on YouTube. Instagram, whatever is just on. That'll be greatly appreciate. Um, I'll see you next week. I'll be playing some Cyberpunk 2077. See y'all. Peace out. <laughs>